The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, we've been learning from God about new beginnings. God had a new beginning in Genesis. And we've learned several lessons from him that we can also imitate in our lives. One of the major principles I'm teaching the pastors and the leaders and the workers in the house this season. We had a workers vigil on Friday. One of the principles I'm teaching people is that one mistake many Christians make is that they leave some things only for people at the top. As if they themselves are not at the top. The prophecy over your life is that you shall be the head or not the tail. So some people that are, it's only the pastor that should pray for service. It's only the pastor that should prepare for service. You are making a big mistake. There is nothing the pastor is doing that you can't do at your level. And like we are learning here, there is nothing God is doing or God has done that you can't do. Because you are made in God's image and likeness. Can I hear a loud amen? The moment you can make that shift and have that kind of paradigm in the application of your faith, I guarantee you that by this time tomorrow, you will see amazing manifestations in your life. There's nothing I'm doing that anybody in this church cannot do. Just follow my example. And like we are saying, there's nothing God did that you can't do. Just follow God's example. Glory be to God. So we learned that God had spiritual illumination. Let there be light. That's the first thing God did when he wanted a new beginning. Second thing we said is that he continued. He said, let there be light in day one said something else in day two, continued speaking. God changed his world by his words, by speaking. And there is no day that God doesn't speak. And that's how he's able to sustain all things by the word of his power. The book of Hebrews tells us, learn to speak. That's why we make confessions in church, like we do every Sunday. Third thing we learned last week was that God engaged the supernatural. The spirit was hovering over the face of the waters and then said, God used his spirit and his word. Be spiritual. We talked about that. And then we have a new lesson today. Glory be to God. Is somebody interested? All right, let's rise on our feet again. Genesis, this time from chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. God did something amazing after Adam and Eve failed. And they fell. And that's the lesson we want to learn today. Can you help me look at somebody and say, never ever give up? That's the lesson I want you to learn from God. God didn't give up on them. Too many people give up too soon. Genesis 3 verse 14. After they had eaten the fruit, God told them not to eat. And they had died. Like God told them they will die if they eat the fruit. God pronounced judgment on them like he will do because he is God and he is a judge, a righteous judge for that matter. But then, he didn't give up on them. That's beautiful. Let's read from verse 14. And please follow as I read. So the Lord God said to the serpent, 
Because you have done this, you are caused more than all cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go. You shall eat dust all the days of your life. Verse 15, take notes. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. Notice her seed there is capital S. And the devil's seed is small s. That's a prophecy about Christ. And he shall bruise your head. Capital H. And you shall bruise his heel. Capital H again for his. Immediately God set forth the plan of redemption. To the woman he said, God judged the serpent, the devil, God judged the woman, God judged the man. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. That wasn't the original plan, but that's the judgment. Verse 17, then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and not my voice, and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cost is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of the ground you are taken from dust you are and from dust you shall return. Quickly jump to verse 21 and I will stop there. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and he clothed them. Father, we thank you for the blessing on the reading of your word. Speak to us from your word again today. Let our ears be opened to hear. Let our hearts be receptive to understand and to receive what you are saying. And help us not just to be hearers and receivers of your word, but most importantly, to do them, to live them day in, day out, that we might experience the fullness of what you have in store for us. In Jesus' mighty name. High five your neighbor and you can be seated in God's presence. Praise the Lord. So this is the next lesson. There is redemption for man with God. There is redemption. If you can learn this principle, you can always have a new beginning. Even after you committed high treason like Adam. Even after God has just judged you. And God has just cursed you like Adam. It's one thing for a man to curse you. It's another thing for the devil to curse you. It's another thing for God to curse you. But the good news, hallelujah. And that's what you should see here. You see, there are two sides to God. There is the judgment side. Many people don't know this. Particularly in these days where we preach grace a lot. And we are called to preach grace. That is the message God has told the church to preach to the world. 
That is the message of the ministry of reconciliation. If we go around and start telling people God is going to judge you, God is going to curse you, they will run away from God. I know there are some denominations that emphasize this judgment part of God a lot. And they are not wrong. The only error they are making is that that is not the message God has given us to the world. However, though our message is grace, it doesn't mean our knowledge of God is only limited to grace. God is not just a God of grace. He is also a God of judgment. And like God judged Adam and Eve here, the Bible tells us God is going to judge every one of us. There are two judgments the Bible talks about. There is the judgment of whether you are going to heaven or going to hell. Every man is going to face that judgment with God. Like Adam and Eve face their own judgment here. So Jesus will tell them, go to the beginning. The beginning is how God is going to do everything. Just study Genesis. Every man is going to face his own judgment. If you believe in Jesus Christ, this is how you escape it. Or you get the positive side of the judgment. Judgment is two sides. It's positive and negative. Many people are afraid of that word, judgment. There's nothing wrong with the word. If you, if you go to court, somebody was trying to encroach on your land that your father gave you. And the judge now has said, oh, you are the true owner of the land. And they give judgment in your words, favor. Are you afraid of the word judgment? You, I mean, in fact, your life has just changed forever. That case has been in court for the last 10 years. What was rightfully yours and usurper has been um, stopping you from taking possession of what is yours, then the judge now gets up and says, I give judgment in your favor, Pastor T. That land is yours. I, I mean, that's, my life has changed forever. So judgment is not a bad word. I think the reason why many people are afraid of the word is that they have skeletons in their cupboard. Like Adam here. So the Bible said when Adam had eaten the fruit, when he had the voice of God, he was hiding. Why? He had done something wrong. Rascal him. <laughs> but judgment is not a bad word. And God is going to judge all of us. If you believe in Jesus, that's why we give the opportunity for everybody to get born again in this church. Every Sunday. If you believe in Jesus, judgment will be in your favor. You go to heaven. If you don't believe in Jesus, the judgment will be in your favor. Like this judgment wasn't in Adam and his favor. And you go to hell. That is one judgment that every man will face. And it's a judgment based on grace. Hallelujah. Somebody say grace. That's why we preach the message of grace. So that nobody will get the wrong side of judgment. And God is the one that is going to do the judgment. That's the message of the church to the world. But God is not just limited to that. There is another judgment the Bible said every Christian that has entered heaven will face. This one is not based on grace so alone per se. This one is based on what you do. Every word you speak, every action you took in the flesh. That's how Apostle Paul taught it. This is why though all of us will go into heaven on the platform of grace, based on what Jesus did, nobody is going to get a better salvation into heaven than any other person in that sense. Because it's based on grace. Glory be to God. However, all of us will not have the same rewards in heaven. Because God is a righteous judge. Sir, if I serve God more than you here, we will not get the same reward in heaven. 
it will be unrighteous of God for me to labor for him on this earth more than you. And we get to heaven and both of us are having the same judgment or the same reward. We are not going to get the same judgment. We are all going to enter heaven the same based on grace. Hello? Please know this so don't be ignorant like the people of the world. But we will not have the same rewards. God is a righteous judge. Hallelujah. However, God is not just a judge. See, that's one side. God is also a God of mercy and grace. That's the other side. And that's the good news. That's the one God said we should preach to the world. That's not the only thing we should know of God. Hello, church. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? You should know that God is a judge and God is also a God of mercy. The mercy part is what we should preach. And every time you need a new beginning, who needs a new beginning here? Only a few of us. You need a new beginning. That's the part you should aim for. Hallelujah. Say with me, that's the part I'm aiming for. Say, God of new beginnings. Glory be to God. By Genesis chapter 4, God has started dealing with Cain and Abel. Started again, a new beginning. They didn't tell us much about Adam and Eve anymore. I'm very sure God was still dealing with them. But God has started with the next generation. Abel killed Cain. Even when Abel killed Cain, God was still talking to him. Nobody should kill Abel. He would bear his punishment. God was still protecting Abel. Because there is redemption for man with God. Can I hear a loud amen? Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus from verse 1. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. This is why we told you to walk in the spirit. And we told you that the first platform for spiritual work was what? Grace. Mercy. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Redemption. Can somebody shout that word this morning? Offers us a new beginning. And that's what the blood is all about. I can always have a new beginning. No matter how bad I've lived, the wrong I've done in my marriage, in my career, if I've not handled my money well, prosperity is our focus this month financially. You have been reckless with the way you have handled money. We are going to be teaching a lot along that line. We are having a seminar. We are having two seminars, one for entrepreneurs, one for money management later in the year. You can always have a new beginning. Why? There is always redemption with God. And if you can learn that, and refuse to give up, like God did not give up on Adam and Eve, or on humanity. A new beginning is always available. Look at this text as I begin to close this morning. James chapter 2. Amazing. Say with me, God has two sides. A judgment side and the mercy side. Watch the beauty of the two of them. James chapter 2 verses 12 and 13. So speak and so do. As those that will be judged. We will be judged, brethren. How are we going to be judged? By the law of liberty, the word of God. Just like God judged, I told you not to eat the fruit. And you, you, God is going to use his word to judge everybody. So he's admonishing us. 
live your life, what you are saying and what you are doing. The things you are saying that nobody is hearing, God is hearing. No. Hello, church. Live like someone that will be judged by the perfect law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to those who have shown no mercy. So learn to be merciful. Because if you are not merciful, when God is judging you, God will not show you mercy. That's what he's telling you here. But watch this beautiful thing. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That mercy side of God will always influence the way God makes judgment. Hallelujah. And that's why you can have a new beginning. You can always go back to God, even if you've made mistakes, as long as grace and mercy are still available. And the last time I checked, we are still on our dispensation of grace and mercy. Can I hear a loud amen? And you can ask God, oh Lord, I made mistakes. And God will start afresh with you. And he will make it look as if the things you have done before don't matter again. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Hebrews 4.16 tells us, and that's what we are doing this morning. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Say with me, as I come to the communion table today, I'm coming to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Can somebody shout a loud hallelujah? Praise God. Before we partake of the communion, let me tell you King's Word secret number four. And I'm going to connect that to what we are doing today. Please, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. What is Pastor T doing in this series? Look at what the Bible says I'm doing. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ. That's who we are as pastors. And fivefold ministry gifts. We are servants of Christ, serving you. But we're we're not just servants of Christ, but stewards of the mysteries of God. I love what Dr. K said. That's what we are doing in Grace Culture. We're going to be revealing mysteries to you. Mysteries of grace. I'm revealing to you mysteries of a new beginning. Both from the side of God and from our own lesson. We've walked with God by God's grace for almost 30 years. We have learned a thing or two. Servants of Christ and servants, stewards of the mysteries of grace. So I give you a fourth mystery for King's Word this morning. And the mystery is the miraculous. In other words, we believe in miracles. That's one of our secrets in King's Word. It flows from being spiritual. That we talked about last week. It flows from engaging the supernatural. It's possible to have a miracle. A miracle is God suspending the natural order of things or what should be your judgment, really. But because of his mercy and grace, instead of you going to hell because of your sins and your flaws and your shortcomings, I will suspend that judgment and I will show you mercy because of what Jesus has done. And you can now go to heaven. If you will, believe. That's the key to miracles. The key to miracles is believing. Faith, the main key to the miraculous. Everybody needs a miracle of salvation. And the earlier you started believing in salvation and the miracles that God has available to you, 
the better you can enjoy life. This is how God told us or God charged us. If you look at that, our supernatural acronym, when you get to the natural part, the A in natural means an atmosphere for the miraculous. That's what we try to do in our meetings. That's why we pray in the Spirit. That's why we worship God. That's why we teach the word like this. To create an atmosphere for the miraculous. I told you at the beginning of last month, God said you have never had a service that I did not touch somebody's life. Tell your people to be more sensitive to my touch. And the moment they notice anything has changed, they should come and tell it to the pastor. So that that miracle can be preserved. Many people sometimes receive miracles but it's not preserved. Because they are not sensitive to the touch of God. And their faith is not where it ought to be. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. And today God is going to give somebody a miracle that will cause you to laugh. This last four months, you will have miracles that will cause you to laugh. Like God did for Abraham and Sarah. Glory be to God. The Bible said God visited Sarah. And God did Genesis 21 from verses 1 to 6. I love what Sarah said. Look at what she said in verse 6. This will be somebody's story this last four months of this year. And the Lord said, and Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Hallelujah. And all who here will laugh with me. Is somebody ready for a miracle that will make you laugh this season? And for all that know you to laugh with you. She also said, look at what you are going to be saying this last four months. Who would have said that Ab- to Abraham that Sarah would not say child? Who will have said that this brother will be able to build a house? Who would have said that this sister will be able to get married? Who will have said that this guy will be able to run a successful business? In other words, before God did it, it looked impossible. But I'm here to tell somebody nothing is impossible. Not with God. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet this morning. The Bible told us in Hebrews 11, they received that miracle by faith. Is somebody ready to receive a miracle this season? Will you leave those hands and talk to God? Pastors, please, let's get ready to serve the communion. H.O.P., get ready to minister. Leave those hands and talk to God. I'm receiving my miracle by faith. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. We have just a few minutes left in this service this morning. Like Sarah and Abraham received what people thought was impossible. A 90-year-old barren woman receiving strength to conceive a child. A 100-year-old man giving birth to a child. His body was dead. But who would have said that Sarah would be Abraham a child? I know who would have said it, God. So I don't know where you need that miracle. Whether it's like Abraham and Sarah, you are believing God for the fruit of the womb. Or whether it's concerning your health or your finances, your career. I boldly declare over you. Nothing is impossible with God. Pastors, communion table, please, quickly, as I continue to pray. Nothing. In fact, you can take your positions. Take your positions and get ready. We'll pray where you are. Leave those hands, church. Talk to God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. Let your faith come alive this morning. Nothing is impossible. We consecrate these elements as the body and the blood of Jesus. The miracle power they carry. The blessing they carry. Kanamoshakataya. We activate them. Talk to God, church. Let your faith be stirred up this morning. Please, someone should come and serve the ministerial so they can start singing. Nothing is impossible. Let your faith come alive. That's the key to the miraculous. Believing God. 
Believe in God. Believe in God. Oh, I want your faith to come to a whole new level this morning. Believe in God. That's the key. Believe in God. Believe in God. Believe in God. God has made me to laugh. That will be your own testimony. This month and the remaining four months of 2019. What God did for Abraham and Sarah. God will do a miracle in that part, in that dimension for you. In the name of Jesus. Before you come out. Wherever you are taken. Listen to what the Bible said. Hebrews 11. By faith. Somebody shout by faith. That's how Sarah got the miracle. That's how Abraham got the miracle. So say with me this morning. By faith. As I partake of the communion. As I partake of the redemption. That is available unto me. With God. And in Christ. The redemption. That will bring about my new beginning. By faith I receive my miracle. Come on somebody say that again. By faith I receive my miracle. The loudest you can the third time. By faith I receive my miracle. That's what you should come to this table with. Pastor Lea said there are four things you can believe God for. Deliverance. Protection. Prosperity. Hallelujah. I think I, I wrote down the last one. Victory. Glory be to God. In whatever area. Don't give up. God has not given up on you. Hallelujah. You don't give up on God. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Hebrews 11. Let me read you that verse as you come out. Let it put some faith inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody say, by faith I receive my miracle. I can't hear you. By faith, I receive my miracle. One more time. By faith, I receive my miracle. I'm not going back empty handed today. By faith, Sarah herself conceived strength, received strength and to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past age. Because she judged God faithful who had promised. Verse 12. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead. Hey. Can somebody say nothing is impossible? Him as good as dead. Were born as many as the stars of the sky. Were born as many as stars in multitude. Innumerable as the sand which is on the seashore. A miracle happened for them. Because they believed. I prophesy over you today. In this meeting, this service, I told you about God said, no service, I don't touch someone. Your own miracle will happen for you today. In the name of Jesus. Come in faith and partake of the communion right now. The ushers will lead us and direct us. There's no hurt that can uplift the grace you freely give. It's the raging flood that covers us for the thoughts that come to decay. You send love 
stripped them away and you left the truth that we're free in you oh, as you partake and as you return to your seats keep praying keep releasing your faith for that miracle that you are trusting God for there is no Sarah received and declare that by faith I receive that healing in my body. By faith I receive the touch of God. By faith I receive the wisdom I need in my business. I receive the direction I need for the finances I'm trusting God for. By faith I receive my own miracle. My redemption is available in God. I don't have to be stuck with childlessness. I don't have to be stuck with sickness. I don't have to be stuck with hurt and with pain. 
I can have a new beginning. Like God gave Abraham and Sarah a new beginning. And God can do what men call impossible in my own life. So right here now, I believe and I receive my own miracle from God. For with him, nothing is impossible. Come on, open your mouth and just take a minute and express your hearts to him and receive that which he has for you today. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your miraculous touch. Thank you, Lord, because in this place, you are transforming lives. Nobody goes back the same way they came. By faith, we activate the blessing of redemption. That even though we have missed it, like Adam and Eve, and we have made mistakes because of your mercy, that triumphs over judgment, we can still have a new beginning. And I decree over one and over all, a new beginning from today in the name of Jesus. This month of September will be filled with amazing new beginnings. We'll go from glory to glory. In Jesus' name. Please be seated. If it was your birthday in the month of August, quickly come. Let's pray over you and celebrate God's goodness over your life. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.